chapter four of the village in the jungle by leonard wolf this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four in towns and large villages there are especially among people of the higher castes many rigid customs and formalities regarding marriages always observed it is true that the exclusion of women no longer exists but young girls after puberty are supposed to be kept within the house and only to meet men of the immediate family a marriage is arranged formally a formal proposal is made by the man's father or mother to the girl's father or mother there are usually long negotiations and bargainings between the two families over the dowry when at last the preliminaries are settled and the wedding day arrives it is a very solemn and formal affair all the members of each family are invited the bridegroom goes with his friends and relations to the house of the bride and then conducts her in procession followed by the guests to his own house much money is spent upon entertaining and new clothes and presents but in villages like Belagama, these customs and formalities are often not observed the young girls are not kept within the house they have to work the young men know them and often choose for themselves there is no family arrangement no formal proposal of marriage the villagers are too poor for there to be any question of a dowry and yet the villager makes a clear distinction between marriage and what he calls concubinage in the former the woman is recognized by his and her families as his wife almost invariably she is openly taken to his house and there is a procession and feasting on the wedding day in the latter the woman is never publicly recognized as a wife marriage is considered to be more respectable than concubinage and in the headman's immediate family it would be more usual to find the women recognized wives than unrecognized wives and though in the ordinary village life the unrecognized wife is as common as or even more common than the recognized wife and is treated by all exactly as if she were the man's wife yet the distinction is understood and becomes apparent upon formal occasions for instance a woman who is living with a man as his unrecognized wife cannot be present at her sister's wedding when a man takes a woman to live with him in this informal way the arrangement is however regarded as in many ways a former one a slightly lower form than the recognized marriage the man and the woman are of the same caste always there would even be strong objection on the part of the man or woman's relations if either the one or the other did not come from a respectable family baban knew well his brother-in-law's dislike of Salindu and the contempt with which the vedas were regarded by the other villagers he knew that his sister and baba hami would be very angry with him if he chose a wife from such a family but he had watched punchy manika and gradually a love which was more than mere desire had grown up in him the wildness and strangeness of her father and of hini hami were tempered in her 
by a wonderful gentleness passion and desire were strong in him they would allow no interference with his determination to take her to live with him the night after his meeting with bunchy manika on the path from the chenna he broke the news to nanchohami and babahami as he and his brother-in-law were eating the evening meal sister he said it is time that i took a wife nanchohami laughed there is no difficulty when you go to the chenna the women look after you and smile and say chee chee there goes a man oh that he would take my daughter to his house but there are no women for you here they are all sickly things unfit to bear you children my father's brother married a woman of kotagoda said babahami in those days wives brought dowers with them of land he went to live on her land at kotagoda it lies fifty miles away towards rahuna his sons and daughters are married now in the village and have children they are rich it is a good village rain falls there and there are coconut lands and paddy grows the village spreads and prospers and the headman is a rich man they say that taxes paid upon sixty men every year it would be a good thing for you to take a wife from there for she would bring you a dowry yes said nanchohami it would be a good thing for you to go to kotagoda and take a woman from there a daughter of my man's brother she would bring you land and you could settle there what use is it to live in this village even the chenna crops wither for want of rain it is an evil place this i want no woman of kotagoda said baban nor will i leave the village there is a woman this punchy manika the daughter of selindu i am going to take her to live with me babahami looked at his brother-in-law his little eyes moving restlessly in astonishment and anger nanchohami threw up her hands and began in a voice which shrilled and fluted with anger oh hey so we are to take letters into the house and i am to call a pariah sister a fine and a rich wife a pariah woman a veda a daughter of a dog vesi vesiga dua oh hey the headman's brother is to marry a sweeper of jakes do you hear this will you allow these tamils in your house yes twill be a fine thing in the village to hear that the headman has given his wife and daughters to rodias leopards jackals babahami broke in upon his wife's abuse but she now thoroughly aroused continued throughout the conversation to pour out a stream of foul words from the background in a voice which gradually rose shriller and shriller the woman is right babahami said angrily to baban you cannot bring this woman to the house i will take no other woman i have watched her there about the compound she is fair and gentle she is unlike the other women of this village here he looked round at nanchahami in whose mouths are always foul words babahami tried to hide his anger he knew his brother-in-law to be obstinate as well as good-humoured and simple no doubt the woman is fair but if you desire her is she not free to all to take does she not wander like a man in the jungle they say that even kings have desired rodaya women if you desire her it is not hard to take her but there need be no talk of marriage or bringing her to the house this morning i took her with me into the jungle but it is not enough the desire is still with me i thought about it it is time that i took a wife to cook my food and bear me children i want no other than this i can leave your compound and build myself a new house and take her to live with me babahami's anger began to break out again 
are you a fool will you take this beggar woman to be your wife is not her father always about my door crying for a handful of curacan fool i tell you my brother's children in Kodagoda will bring you land paddy land and coconuts there's no difference between one woman and another i tell you i want no Kodagoda woman i will take the daughter of Salindu. i want no strange woman of strange village i can build myself a house here and clear chenas as my father did and his father is it for this i take you into my house two years you have eaten my food how much of my curacan have you taken i have taken nothing from you i have worked two years in the chenna and the crop came to you not to me is not the grain now in your barn from the chenna cleared by me baba hami was too quiet and cunning often to give way to anger but this time he was carried away by the defiance of his brother-in-law whom he regarded as a fool he gesticulated wildly out of my house dog out of my house you shall bring no woman to my compound go and lie with the pariahs in their own fill baban got up and stood over babahami i am going he said quietly and i will take panchi manika as my wife the abuse of the headman and his wife followed him out of the compound he walked slowly over to Salindu's hut he found Salindu squatting under a ragged mustard tree which stood in the compound and he squatted down by his side he did not like Salindu. he had always an uncomfortable feeling in the presence of this wild man who never spoke to any one unless he was spoken to and he felt it difficult to begin now upon the subject which had brought him to the compound Salindu paid no attention to him baban sat there unable to begin listening to the sounds of the women in the hut at last he said Salindu, i have come to speak to you about your daughter punchy manika Salindu remained quite still he apparently had not heard baban touched him on the arm i am talking of your daughter Salindu punchy manika Salindu turned and looked at him the girl is in the house what have you to do with her i want you to listen to me Salindu, for there is much to say i have watched the girl from the headman's compound and a charm has come upon me i cannot eat or sleep for thinking of her so i said to my sister my sister's husband it is time for me to take a wife and now i will bring this girl into the compound but they were very angry for they want to marry me to a woman of Kodagoda, because of the land which she would bring as dowry to-night they abused me and there was a quarrel i have left their compound now i will make myself a house in the old compound where my father lived and i will take the girl there as my wife Salindu had become more and more attentive as he listened to baban the words seemed to distress him he shifted about fidgeted with his hands scratched himself all over his body when baban stopped he took some time before he said the girl is too young to be given to a man baban laughed the girl has attained her age she is older than many a woman who has a husband the girl is too young i cannot give her to you or evil will come of it baban's patience began to be exhausted his good humour had been done disturbed during the scene in the headman's compound but this new obstacle began to rouse him his voice rose i cannot live without the girl i have quarrelled with my sister and the headman over her i have left the compound for her i ask no dowry why should you refuse her to me they call us vetas in the village while you are the headman's house does the leopard of the jungle mate with the dog of the village that is nothing to me the wild buffalo seeks the cows in the village herds the girl is very gentle and my mind is made up also the girl wishes to come to me the loud voices of the two men had reached the women in the house they had come out and stood listening behind the men 
at in the last words of Ravan, selindy cried out as if he had been struck ayo ayo they take even my daughter from me is there money in the house no is there rice no is there curricon or chilies or jaggery or salt even the house is empty but there is always something for the thief to find they creep in while i am away in the jungle they see the little ones whom i have fed the little ones who laughed and called me apochi when i brought them fruits and honeycomb from the jungle they creep in like the hooded snake and steal them away from me i o i o the little ones laugh to go punchy manika rushed forward through herself at cylinder's feet which she touched and caressed with her hands she struck the ground several times with her forehead crying and wailing apochi apochi will you kill me with your words i will never leave you nor my sister baban turned upon her are the words in the jungle nothing then did you lie to me when you said you would come to my house they are right then when they say that women's words are lies in the morning one thing at, at night another did i not tell you that i cannot be without you ayo you told me there under the cassia tree that you would come to me and cook my rice in an evening i am homeless and without you i should go now in the jungle and hang myself baban moved away but Hami caught hold of his hand and pulled him back panchi manika threw herself on the ground again in front of selindu apochi it is true i said i would go to him do not kill me with bitter words i must go i cannot be without him i gave my word what can i do panchi manika crouched down at selindu's feet he sat very still for a little while and then began in a low moaning voice did i not often tell you of the devils of the trees that lurk for you by the way i have stood by you against them in the day i have held you in my arms when they howled about the house at night i told you that the place is evil and evil comes from it they lie in the shadows of the trees and cast spells on you as you pass and now one has got you and you laugh to go from me they sit in the trees among the grey monkeys and laugh at me as i pass in the morning they howl at me among the jackals as i come back in the evening they take all from me and the house is very empty Apochi, the devils are not taking me i shall not leave you when you come from the jungle i should be here with my sister but the man has called to me and i must go to him the cub does not always remain in the cave by the father's side her time comes and she hears her mate call from the neighbouring rock she leaves her father's cave for another's but Apochi, she will still look out for the old leopard when he returns she will live very close to him ayo ayo the house will be empty the doe cannot always stay with the herd she hears the call of the buck and they fly together into the jungle the house is empty there is no use for me to live now carla nahami who had been growing more and more impatient here broke in are you mad brother the child is a woman now and it is time to give her to a man is she to die childless because she has a father there is no need for her even to leave the compound there is room for baban to make himself a house here baban eagerly seized upon the suggestion he assured selindu that he had no intention of taking panchimanika out of the compound panchimanika still crouching at his feet told her father that she would never leave him it was eventually arranged that for the present baban should live in the house while he put up another house for himself and panchimanika selindu took no part in the discussion after karlan ahami intervened he became silent there was nothing for him to do or to say which could help him it was only one more of the evils which inevitably came upon him 
the talk died down the others went into the house to prepare the evening meal he sat on under the mustard tree staring at the outline of the trees against the starlit sky the silence of the jungle settled down upon the compound panchiminika brought him his food she tried to comfort him to get him to come into the house but for once she could not rouse him he sat in the compound through the night staring into the darkness and muttering from time to time ayo the house is empty End of chapter 4